It's episode 229 of Darren's Eye View for the 16th of June, right in the middle of E3, but that's not what this show is about. We're about movies here. My name is Jordan Scott. I'm with Andrew and Adam. How are you both? Hi. Fantastic. They told me I was too loud, so I had to whisper the rest yeah. of the time. <laughs> All right, good. Good. I'm glad that I'm glad you, you know, sometimes the memos don't get to people. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, no, I checked my email today. Good. Good. You good. sound like you you got a sore throat rather we, than I mean, whispering. We were worried about it, so we even put it up in the break room, but you saw it. Yeah, so I good. got it. Don't worry. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, we got a box office top 10. We got new releases. We got a review of Jurassic World. Our guess the ending uh, about all the new releases coming out next week, but let's get to it with the top 10. <clears throat> Count me down. I've got number 10. Love and Mercy. Unfortunately, not at number nine. Tomorrow, land, land, land. Uh, which was recently visited by number eight. Avengers, Age of Ultron. Who are visiting number seven. Mad Max, Fury Road. And he brought his number six. Entourage. On the way to see number five. Pitch. Perfect two. I hear they're going to be singing something from number four. Insidious. Chapter three. <laughs> uh, before they experience number three. San Andreas. Uh, which they heard about because of number two. Spy. Who was infiltrating number one. Jurassic Park. No nope. World. Jurassic World. <laughs> Jurassic Park World. Jurassic Park World. That's the next one. Jurassic two. Park inside More the world. More Jurassic-y than ever. Nice. <clears throat> uh, Can we start at number 10 real quick? What? Why? Because um. Oh, you saw it. Yeah, I did. I saw Love and Mercy, and uh, well, I did not think it made that little bit of money, but <laughs> it was a it was pretty decent. I mean, it it kind of dragged on in parts. I'm not the biggest uh, Paul Dano fan, but uh, I thought it was worth a watch. It's a Beach Boys. Yeah, it's it's not about the Beach it's Boys. It's about the guy. It's about Brian Wilson and his like his like. Uh, spiral into insanity and then like almost suicide and then it kind of jumps back and forth between uh 1992 um or like the 90s version of him and then like the when they're big and famous like the i think 60s and 70s version uh played by joan cusack right john cusack oh okay <laughs> it's got uh, a i always get those siblings mixed up it's not an i'm i'm not here situation oh, the yeah. best part of it though is paul giamatti he plays his therapist so good <laughs> So good. I just love that a guy that crazy plays <laughs> someone. Yeah, therapist. I mean, this is the guy who is the rhino in this. Movie. <laughs> yeah, he's it's pretty awesome. crazy himself in this movie, and it's really good. I I I really enjoy him as an actor. Yeah. Oh god. He's he's Paul Giamatti. He's always like uh, maybe my favorite role ever, even though it's really demented, is uh, in Shoot 'Em Up. He's I never fantastic. saw that one. You haven't seen Shoot 'Em Up? Have you seen Shoot 'Em Up? Yeah. He's, oh. he's the Elmer Fudd to uh, he is Colin. Amazing. No, not Colin. Clive. Clive Owens. Owens. I've yeah, always funny. wanted to see that. Isn't there carrots and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's up there somewhere. It's amazing. I'll take it. You need to watch it. Everyone needs to watch it. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this week's last weekend's things, movies. Yeah. This last week's... This, this things, is the weeks of last things money. You, can, you can see with your eyeballs and hear with your ears... It's movies. And movies. movies. Spy, uh, the review from last week. uh, Made another 60 million. It's it's number two. Oh, we reviewed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's actually... I don't like her. 
You're wrong. Uh, you're allowed to a wrong opinion. Uh, she's fantastic in this. I don't find her funny. Uh, what, then you're not. What did you see her in that you didn't like? Everything. Well, name some movies. What about The Heat? Did you see The Heat? Yeah, I didn't like that one. Oh. Or the one she was in with Jason Bateman. What was that one? Oh, you Thief. Know, that's not Identity, Identity yeah. Thief. That's, that's, not not a, that's not a great one. Yeah. She was pretty good in... You know what? I don't think I've seen Bridesmaids. I haven't seen Bridesmaids. I was either. about to claim what? that she was good in that movie. She was good I, in that movie. And then uh, I realized I had watched it. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Meh. She was good in that movie. Anyway. Huh. She's fantastic. And like, even if it wasn't her, like the script is clearly written around her character and her type of humor, but everything around it is also fantastic. Oh, I mean, this you're, is, you're this also is, entitled to wrong opinions. See, uh, <laughs> well, see, this is maybe Jason Statham's best role to date. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm not alone in that opinion. That is a bold statement, my friend. And it's because it is a his role in this movie is a commentary on every role he's ever had in any movie. Yeah. You're saying this on the eve of the new Transporter movie that's not with him? <laughs> that is sacrilegious Fuck right that there. movie. I know. I don't want to see it. <laughs> it's almost as bad as the TV show. The Transporter TV <sighs> show. I mean, uh, Ultron and Mad Max are still up there. Still yeah. Still making money. A little Good. bit. Not much, but. Good. Ma- people should keep seeing Mad Max. I mean, Ultron's week seven. Yeah. Still, still going. Still chugging along. Do you think by the time uh, Ant Man comes out, it'll still be still be up there? No, 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 no. no. These movies Ant-Man's are designed like what, a month, no, two, yeah, two, a month away, a little a month. Away. Yeah, so these movies are designed to be gone by the time the next uh-huh. one comes around. This uh-huh. is why they well, yeah, they give us breathing them. room. Yeah. yeah, they give them the breathing room. So Ultron's not in theaters when Ant Man comes. Yeah, out. it might still be in theaters, but it's not the folk. Like they're gonna have multiple screenings in multiple theaters. Yeah, like, like. That's one thing that I've always been confused about when people talk about these numbers. Like, oh, how can it make this much money? There's not that many theaters in the United States. Well, it's because they have four or five theaters showing all day long. Like, <laughs> that's how they make that much money now. The days of only having one movie per theater, per screening, is gone. Yeah. Like, almost every movie has multiple screens it's yeah. showing on. Well, I went to go see Jurassic World. There was like five different ones yeah. playing in the same thing. Me too. Yeah. And it's that's and it just the world we live in. Packed. Yes. It was We're, still packed. I mean, uh, we well, went in I think we'll talk about it later. We went into yeah. the first showing of the day. Oh jeez. At this at this uh in the new theater, Fullerton. Uh-huh. Well not new, but new to me. And uh we got there forty five <clears throat> minutes before the showing. There was one seat left. Oh. Forty five minutes before the show. And so we did. It was not that bad when I went. An hour and a half later. Well, see, the cool thing about where it's reserved seating. So people are buying their seats a month ahead of time uh. and just reserving where they want to sit. And then they show up 10 minutes before the movie starts. Um, and then we did a 1220 showing an hour and a half later, pretty mm-hmm. much. And that one was half full. Wow. So, you know what I mean? Like, this is the draw that this movie had. And it kind of explains these numbers because yeah. we haven't talked about it yet. Like, Two hundred million, yeah. It that's made it made like eighty million on Thursday. <laughs> that's crazy. It's nuts. And you said it earlier off mic. Uh, these are like Avengers numbers. These are Marvel numbers. Yeah, there was a there was a tweet that I saw where where some there was a movie uh, reviewer guy and he was like, if you know Jurassic World made this much, like what's going to happen with like Star Wars? Ooh. Like we, like we thought, you know, we didn't think Jurassic World was going to make Avengers mo- money, mm-hmm. and it just did. 
See, I, I have an interesting... Star Wars is going to kill, like, we're going right. to die. Oh, we're my God. Exploding money. I, I told him earlier, like, kids aren't even going to get presents. They're just going to go see this movie. Oh, yeah. They're going to go see it's Star all Wars. all I want for Christmas. Right. So, uh, here's an interesting point, though. Chris Pratt was in a Marvel's movie. So, do you think his popularity that was fueled by all this Marvel, you know, momentum that mm. is carrying through these movies... Do you think he now brings that into every project he Here, has? Well, here's, I, I here's, was, can I go? Okay. Can I, can I go? No, I was going to make a joke. It's a good joke, I think. Go for it. Go for it. I didn't mean to be a No. Thing. Well, if you think about it in this movie, at one point, uh, Kingpin is telling uh, Star-Lord what to do right. while Star-Ward is hanging out with Gwen Stacy. Yes. So, Just saying. That's, you know, that's the world we live in. <laughs> right. Everyone now has been a comic book character. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Here's, here's, uh, here's my thought on that. I don't think... Chris Pratt was the draw for this movie. Mm-hmm. I think Jurassic Park was the draw for this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is a big He name. adds to it. Yeah, I think he got this role mm-hmm. because of his Marvel movie. And just because he's so charming. Like, every yeah. big screen appearance that he's had, he's super charming. Like, I so, would have gone and seen this movie without him. Like, right. I love seeing yeah. him in the movie. I really mm-hmm. liked him Me in too. the movie. Yep. But I don't think he was the draw. I think he was just like an added bonus. Yeah. But maybe, I mean, the fact that he is so charming, like... I'm not saying I think, it didn't bring some people yeah, in, but I, I think, think the big he, draw was he added some numbers. I, I just think the big draw was... This movie would have done well either agreed, way. Agreed, yeah. agreed. This this has such a, like a... Jurassic Park, the first film. Let's not even talk about two and three. Uh, <laughs> like, have such a good place in so many people's hearts that people were going to show up regardless. But then you get a name like that, and now who's getting big now who's getting big yeah. who's super charming who's been good in every role i've ever seen him in mm-hmm. like he's gonna be i mean he's quickly becoming the guy who goes you put him on a project and you're bringing hundreds of you're bringing millions and millions of dollars to that theater yeah yep just by getting him on it and that's that's incredible seeing like i like seeing actors and actresses like at that point in their career right before they become huge and he's already huge but he's becoming a box office he's only going to go up from here yep so 200 million dollars and that's the majority i mean that's hilarious because we had 124 million almost 125 million last week but you look at these numbers and the majority of it is just jurassic world everyone else is just crumbs breadcrumbs trickling over until something new comes out yep well what's the next big one coming out is it Ant Man or is there something else in between? Oh, there's something else coming. I feel like it's something I don't care about. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, Terminator. Uh, I don't give two oh, shits about that. Oh, I'm gonna be movie. in that theater. I've got Can Khaleesi. we please not review it? I really don't. Well, see, it doesn't matter. I have Movie Pass now, so I don't even care. Okay, no, I'm just saying, like whatever else is coming out no, that weekend is not gonna be better. But it, it's just it has the Mother of Dragons. Anything else? I don't want to have to think about Terminator timelines. Oh, I'm just eating that up. I already got them in my head. I don't. It's all I've I got it about. all figured out, yeah, man. It's I fall asleep thinking about Terminator time. <laughs> that hurts me. Like I'm all about honestly. it. Can, all right, before we go on though, can we agree that T two is one of the greatest movies ever made? Yeah, T two is yeah, great. T two is okay. amazing. T two right, T2 was bo- before okay. they started like doing this. So like every time it's like, yeah, we're moving Judgment Day. Yeah, right. we're moving Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah we're moving Judgment so, Day. So okay, like I get it. You're based, you can move it. Who cares? Though? Based on the answers at this table, yes, we can review something else. <laughs> We but don't know. We should watch. Back, we should we'll watch. See. We should watch T two though for sure. <laughs> Just <laughs> review T two. Yeah, week? let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, that's a little risky. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's the box office stuff. Let's go to new releases. Thing stuff. New releases uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. 
Chappie. 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 Which we reviewed. Yep. Which we all liked. What episode was that, Andrew? Uh, who knows? Were you here for that? Yeah, I, I reviewed feel it. Like I reviewed Chappie. Oh, Look at that. We time, it, we time you to we come back every three nice. months on a, <laughs> on a cycle. <laughs> and maybe everything means something. What was the last one I did? Was it Chappie? I think it, I think was, it was. You can go to the website and look. Oh, it was Mad Max. Oh, sure. Nice. Nice. I'm getting good movies this year. <laughs> uh, all right. So now, uh, that was the only D- DVD Blu-ray that I thought was <laughs> worth useless. Now, there's like also Run All Night, but I don't want to have to talk about that. Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Having to run all night. Better better running movie was Running Scared with the late great or run Paul Walker. Lolo, or Run Lolo and, Run. And Running Scared uh, with uh, Billy yeah. Crystal the, yeah. and Gregory But I think, I think Running Scared. I know. I know. Same name. <laughs> uh, I had the worst time like searching for Running Scared. Like, I want to buy this movie, but I can't find it. Uh, but no, Running Scared with Paul Walker, incredible movie. Sure. The best yeah, running yeah. movie is Run Lolo Run. That's a good one. What about Running Man? No. Ooh, I love Running I Man. Love and I love the book. Right. The book is super different, yeah. and I feel like it's much well, yeah. better. When you put yeah. Arnold in, you automically just say, oh, yeah, it this becomes is going an to Arnold be different. Movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an Arnold movie. We uh, know what's happening here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving on to DVD only <laughs> with our our great Don't little click on it. game here. What is As that? it should be. Oh, Jeff Goldblum picture on Adam's phone. Very yeah, important. so Christine. All right, never mind. I'll talk about it later. Okay. When we get to the review. Okay. I, I want to bring it up before we start. I was kind of waiting for Jeff Goldblum that whole movie. We're, we're going to talk about DVD only. Uh, this is a fun little game that we play where the two of you are going to try and guess what this movie's about based on the title and some very few other pieces of information. The title of this film coming out on DVD only this week is Doctor, You've Got to Be Kidding. You're going first, Adam. Uh, so Shit. would you like, uh, let me check real quick. Would you like the year that it came out or, y- you know what? I'll either give you the year or the two leads. Ooh. The first two names. I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it, you know, what if it it's means, help. but it's, yeah. I, the first two names are big enough that I feel like if you know who they are, it'll be a fun ad- addition. Let's the year. It. Give me the names. Or the names. Okay. Here we go. The film is Doctor, You've Got to Be Kidding. And the, the first two names on this principal cast list is Sandra D. and George Hamilton. Ooh. Why do those sound so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> what is this film about? God, I know these names. Doctor, You've Got to Be Kidding. Uh, or it could be Doctor, You've Got to Be Kidding. Okay, here Doctor, we go. Doctor, You've so Got <laughs> to Be Kidding. <laughs> Doctor, you've got to be kidding. So it's an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked that out. Sure. Um, okay, no. All right. So Sandra... Shatner's the third name. <laughs> Sandra D is the patient. George Hamilton is the doctor. And um, she finds out that she has an incurable disease that makes her laugh all the time. Get it? Gotta be kidding. Mm-hmm. Laughing. Kidding. I got it. And it's just about her wacky journey. Nice. Yeah. All right. Nice. I'll take the year. Okay, so the the name no, again. You'll take the Doc- names again. Doctor, you've <laughs> got to be kidding. The name Sandra D. George Hamilton. And mm-hmm. the year, 1967. Oh, 1967. Geez, so this is a movie where George Hamilton and Sandra D. Mm-hmm. The crazy part is, is this is about an extramarital relationship 
where she gets pregnant. And I don't know if she's married or he's married, but they find out they're pregnant and she decides she's going to keep the baby. Doctor, you've got to be kidding. That's not the crazy part. She finds out that it's triplets. Oh, doctor, you've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. Doctor, you've got to be kidding. And it's just about him deciding what he needs to do with his life and her to, her figuring out like how she's going to take care of all these kids and he doesn't have any kids with his wife so it's just kind of this crazy thing and they end up falling in love because it, it was just a fling mm-hmm. but she got pregnant alright here we go <laughs> don't be here's, a fool wrap your tool here's the description three men who want to be fathers rush an unwed singer to the hospital to have a baby that's it. It's unclear whether or not any of them did any. Oh, but um, I okay. So the 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 poster is pretty great because it has the tagline, which is, "It's the funniest who done it." Get it? Because who done? You need you need to start adding taglines into this I'm, I'm game. A, you know, I forgot that it was there, and then I remembered right. Because that's a great tagline. It's the funniest. That is who done it? Who done it? That's pretty great. Yeah. It doesn't even say whether or not any of these men had a chance at, you know, actually being... <laughs> or that that she's just, there because she's with one of those three men? Yeah. But she's an unwed, unwed singer, so, mm. you know... Gidget! You know, back in the day. That's pretty awesome. <clears throat> I can't even read this other one. Anyway. So what's new on Blu-ray? Blu-ray, My Dinner with Andre. I've heard this is fantastic. I love it a lot. And I have not seen it. It's a. This is part of the Criterion release. They're releasing the Blu-ray version. Nice. Uh, it was also released as part of a set uh, of three films featuring the the two leads of this. Awesome. Film. I don't yeah. know what those other ones are, but I love his role in the Princess Bride. Sure. Who? Inconceivable. <laughs> Wallace Shawn. Oh. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Wallace Shawn. <laughs> it means something else. Inconceivable. Marriage. Mowage. Are we gonna play? Are we gonna play our other game with this title? Yeah. I okay. don't want you to. So on TVD we have. No, you don't have to play. The newsroom, the complete third season, and usually in the TV section, I like to try and guess whether or not Jordan has seen uh, the TV show in question. So here's here's an interesting wrinkle I want to oh add to the boy. show. Well, because it's the do third you, season. Do you yeah? Do you want to guess that I've seen the third season or that I've watched the show at all? Well, I mean, okay. What I was going to guess was that you have not seen the third season, but you have watched at least one episode. Is that your guess? Yeah, you are correct. Uh-huh. Good job, Andrew. I know what Jordan watches. I need to bring like little treats, like ah! little, little Twixes over, and if you win, just go here, you go, buddy. Thanks. Good job. Um. All right, so that's it for our new on DVD, Blu-ray, and TVD. If you want to pick any of those up, go to your local video store, uh, you know, or Target, I guess. Is, uh, that, is that where most people buy DVDs? There's like Best Buy. Best Buy. People go there. But let's be real. They charge twice as much as Amazon. It's true. It's true. So just use the internet. And they charge 100% more than the internet. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> All right, so I yeah. Well, Amazon has free one-day shipping in this area, so I've got free go. instant shipping to my computer screen. I'm joking. I don't do those sorts of things. I buy all my movies. <laughs> so you missed your window for working as a streamer. No, you never hit me up. I'm sorry. Okay. I did. This is called conversations that nobody listening understands. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right, so before we get to our review, I wanted to give a quick little shout-out to another podcast on the Benview Network, Friday Night Film Fights. Why are we bringing them up? What'd they do? I mean, it's just 
It's it's the ad. It's this because is, they're coming back the on, ad. right? It's they're because, coming back. They said they're coming yeah, they, back. They've been on a hiatus. They've had a break. They did a live show and then they took a break. That's um, awesome. One of them got married. I can't remember who. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, when that happens, you take a break. Uh, yeah, it's you know, babies and marriages. They they kill podcasts. Yeah, but you know what? I you know I feel them. They're taking a break. They deserve it. Yeah. When you do good work, you deserve a break. You deserve some time so off. So I have a Twix. This is now an ad for Twix. <laughs> Uh, no, go to go check out Friday Night Film Fights. Uh, Jordan, how would you describe that show? Uh, it is a faux-1920s championship bout between two movies uh-huh. where the first round, they're discussing one movie. The second round, they discuss another, and they are usually connected by either theme, genre, actors. Like, there's a bunch or of different... time setting even. Time settings. Yeah. Or, like, uh, just... Place. There's a lot of movies that come out where they have lots of similar things, right? Like, like they did. They did two movies about presidential daughters. They did the Illusionist versus the Prestige. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, they compare. They talk about either those movies individually, what's good or bad about them, and then in the third round, they talk about which one's better and why, based on criteria that they've set up. And it's it's a really good show. It's really interesting. Their 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 style and how they go about it is very different hmm. than almost any other podcast i've listened to it's good and they're coming back and they've got a really good back catalog so if you want to catch up before they come back you should yeah i've been holding off on listening to their 1989 batman versus batman begins because i want to rewatch batman begins right. and then go mm-hmm. into that oh, uh, yeah. that'd be a lot of fun cool all right so we will come back in just a moment with our review of jurassic world i'm really proud of you for going on this trip you're gonna have so much fun. And remember, if something chases you, decade from genetics than a century of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid. You just went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea. Almost 40 feet high. Really think she climbed out? Depends. On what? What kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab? Evacuate the island. She's a highly intelligent animal. She will kill anything that moves.
I'm now in control of this review. Yeah. Sorry about that. I I should just be you known the, as let the, the Raptors Wheeler. Yeah. In the in our in the review. I just press buttons. I don't know what yeah. they do. Uh-huh. And so they get the, out. We are now going to review Jurassic World directed by Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Uh who previously did the Trevorrow. film Safety Not Guaranteed, uh, which was oh. an indie film. I've uh, always wanted Aubrey Plaza yeah, I didn't and the Duplass guy. That's on remember. Netflix. I need to watch it. It might still be. And I believe um what's his name? Uh, Nick from New Girl is also in yeah. that he film. In. Yep. Uh, he's in this Actually, film as well. So uh, dinosaur console guy. I I know who Jurassic okay. Park shirt. I didn't I didn't know about the other movie. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, before we actually uh, really jump in, uh, I, I want to say if if you enjoy Spielberg films, this is not a Spielberg film, but it's Spielberg related. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should check out Ben Veal and Spielberg. The most recent episode, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, is actually by now the most recent episode is about uh, uh, what is it? The the first Indiana Jones movie, uh-huh. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders just of the came Lost out. Ark. But uh, before but that, they did a short, yes, special episode for Jurassic World where they did like a little mini review. Yeah, well, they just talked about it in in respect to Spielbergism, yep. because it is a sequel to a Spielberg yeah. film, and it was sense. it was it was a kind of a compare and contrast with Jurassic Park because that was Spielberg's baby, yeah, right. And all the comparisons they made between Jurassic World and Jurassic Park was was this as good as what Spielberg did? Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't even like a real review; almost uh-huh. it was a comparison to Spielbergisms. But I feel like that's a that's a cool place to jump in. Yeah, if, no. if you're like, oh, I don't know about this show. Like, yeah. oh, get in there and it's cool. listen to it. Give it a listen. Uh, Adam says no. <laughs> Adam, Adam says no. Slowly shakes his head. All right. So this film stars Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No one else. And Kingpin. And, uh, uh, and a new girl boyfriend. Nick Miller. His yeah, name whatever. is Jack Johnson or something. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Jake, Jake Johnson. Johnson. You are correct. Uh, and uh man all right all right before i dress it okay the kids are from other stuff too the right. youngest kid is it, from the iron, iron man, man 3 oh yep. cool and the second was uh boys kid. of king of summer yeah, or something summer. wait why does yeah. he look younger in this movie than he did in right because they 3. made him he look younger. <laughs> weird like he looked way older in iron they man they gave 3. him a bowl cut and it just totally he was 13 in iron man 3 and then two years later he is 10 <laughs> yeah in jurassic world uh, that's how movies work that's how movies work that's funny. Um, so Christine had seen Jurassic Park mm-hmm. at such an early age that she didn't remember anything, mm. and I've seen it like a had times. had like little bits of memories here and there, and then it did an interesting thing because we watched Jurassic Park later in the day, and she started to see all the connections ah. because if you watch the first movie, which before we get into the review, I would say if you have any interest in seeing Jurassic World and you are not the fucking two hundred million who already saw it. Uh, Millions worth, anyway. Uh, see Jurassic Park first. Even if you've seen it recently, do I it. I watch it every year on my birthday alone. Exactly. As you should. <laughs> like, if you're not, you're fucking up in life, and you need to get your shit together. Uh, but definitely watch Jurassic Park first. Definitely. Because... You're going to miss a lot of stuff. There is so many connecting things, and it's not even like, oh, I remember that from that movie. There's connecting themes. Like, divorce is a theme in both movies. Well, and children. Strangely. You know. Children, uh, like nature versus nurture, like life finding a way. 
Chris Pratt every, is like the more badass version of Jeff Goldblum in well, this we, movie. Look, well, he's Jeff Goldblum. This whole movie, I was saying, who's plus, Jeff Goldblum in this movie? And I was like, it has to be Chris Pratt because he's the best. Yeah, like, but that he, was that was just the ranking in my mind. He's Doctor Grant. He's the other female doctor yeah. whose name I can't remember, and he's Jeff Goldblum. He's all those characters in a. And one. he's just Samuel Jackson, which too. is why that's, he's so badass. <laughs> he just is Samuel. Jackson. Like that's why he. That's why this movie is in love with him so much is because he's all of those characters and put together. And Vincent D'Onofrio's Newman. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yep. So let I just want to say watch the first one, then go see this. You'll get so much more out of it. It's not required. It's definitely not required. Recommended. But definitely recommended. please go do that because it adds so much to the film. Plus you get to watch Jurassic Park. Now, which fucking do it anyway. Now, uh now that you've said all that, allow me to make a a, a kind of confession and then you can murder me. And, you've never and seen Jurassic Park? No, I've seen Jurassic Park. I just I don't love it. I love Jeff Goldblum in it. Mm-hmm. I love like a like, lot of a lot of different parts of it. Hold on, just, hold on. No, no, no. Before no, you, before you start, before <laughs> everyone, you start. everyone around me is now having like strokes. They're I'm all... about to pull out my Velociraptor claw from the first <laughs> Jurassic Park movie and gut you here. Uh, when did you see it? No, but like no, yeah, no, no, of no, course, no, no, no. Okay. When did you see yeah, Jurassic I haven't Park seen it recently? No, no, no. When did you see it originally? I don't know. Were you a child? Probably. And you were a you're, like child. You're, you're saying words, but yeah. they're not making any sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I hope the mic's picking them up because I'm just. <laughs> I've never been into dinosaurs. So right, this, well, there's the problem. This this movie, like Jurassic Park, wasn't for me. But like, I enjoy now. Like I, you know, now seeing parts of it, like I'm like, oh yeah, this is like this is good. But like, I don't know. Oh, this movie's probably right up your alley because you like Disneyland. Yeah, no, that's my first note. Yeah, is that this this movie which, succeeds? Which reminds me of my You're favorite such a white little child. Nature. Which reminds me of my favorite line in Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, but if the rides break down in Disneyland, the pirates don't eat all the guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, because, okay, so Jurassic Park was, the, the movie was based on the book by Michael Crichton. Yep. And Which he interestingly, was crazy obsessed with like theme parks. Like yeah. he wrote several books that were about theme parks going wrong. And and the interesting and I love note, all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, they're fantastic. The interesting note about that book is it follows Ian Malcolm's character, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. whereas the movie kind of follows Grant. But because he's a more likable character, but the it's always been about chaos theory in his books, mm. which is interesting if you take that into this movie. Yeah, the other uh, Crichton uh, book turned film that was about a uh, theme park going wrong was Westworld. Yep, and that that is a trip. I love that movie so much mm-hmm. because it it is the animatronics attacking people, right? Uh, and and uh, I believe Jurassic World is the fulfillment of they say it's the fulfillment of Hammond's dream yep. and all that because honestly, this is the actual first movie where a functioning park is running mm-hmm. yeah in the first film it was just uh, like a test run a prototype yeah so this is like this is the the dream it's fulfilled been up for a while too 22 years like, yeah well it'd been 22 years, 22 since, years park, since they opened the park and it took them a couple years to wrangle all the dinosaurs I'm gonna, in i'm gonna tell you no <laughs> but hold it don't worry you're you're not too far off uh, it's it, according to one source that I read, the director said, and it was in some kind of uh, promo material. The park had been open for ten years, so mm-hmm. 2005 was when Jurassic World opened. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two years ago was when Jurassic Park happened. Oh, yeah. okay. The incident the at Jurassic incident Park occurred. Happened. Okay, but it, they took their time. They rebuilt it, and then in 2005, 12 supposedly years, twelve years to get the shit under control before you open it. That's sense. a lot of yeah. dinosaurs. And if, uh, I mean, look, I, I feel like we're going to do spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we how always? How could we not? Okay, so a horse just walked in and then Jordan said, how could we not? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
what I'm what I'm going to say is that uh, when they show the big map in that room, uh, if you'll notice at the top of that map, there's a section that is just says restricted area, and yep. that is above everything in the park, mm-hmm. yes. which kind of implies that there is still a section of this island that they have not tamed, which they, they have not, which they we just see. walled off. We see. I believe that the walled off section is the old park. Oh sure. Okay. I, f- that makes I feel sense. I feel like they wrangled all the dinosaurs in, mm. and then just walled it off because they. They had an ecosystem they couldn't control because remember all the dinosaurs started breeding on yeah, their own. Yeah, yeah. So how do you control that? You are, because uh, uh, you you take all these and, <laughs> and they just you I just mean throw them in there. If you think about it, they might have just walled off. They might have not even wrangled in the dinosaurs. They yeah, might have just walled them in yeah. and been like, "This is just going to be its own thing mm-hmm. because we can't control these dinosaurs. They have a genetic malfunction that makes it so they change breeds and." And our genders, and they start breeding. Yeah. We can't control that. We just have to destroy them anyway if we brought them in because we we couldn't have them in the habitats. Yep. So they, like you said, they probably just put it all off in a restricted area, which makes tons of sense. You just keep that separate from everything. So yeah. So I feel like um, in this, in a sense, this film uh, it tries to do some world building in a weird which way. Which is great. Which which is is great. But then still, at the end of this film, I ask, where what are they going to do now? Mm-hmm. Because the you know the fulfillment of this park is great, but then in this one day everything fails. Yeah, everything goes wrong, and even worse than the original Jurassic Park you, incident. Uh, your, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they they could, they never thought about whether or not they should. You son of a bitch! I'm I'm really enjoying yeah, this. Uh, this is a great uh, part that life, I like. Um, finds a way. So you're saying you'd you'd. Up dinosaurs. God damn it. Son of a bitch. That okay. is that is the best thing ever. Okay. The entire movie I was just waiting for fucking. Now, Jeff did you Goldblum notice he does, up. in a sense, cameo? He appears on a book twice. There's a character reading a book that he's written, which has his picture on the back, and mm-hmm. then that book is in uh, the, the possession store. of the Jurassic Park nerd. Yep. So that book shows up. Cameo with his with his picture all over it, and it freaked me. I got so excited. Uh, but in in certain things that I read, that they didn't want to bring back any of the people uh, from the original, just so that it could stand on its own. Yeah, so, so it could. BD Wong's the only one who shows up, which for the story makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, he only had like two lines in the original movie. Sure, <laughs> that blew Christine's mind too. She's like, oh, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. He's the only Asian guy in the whole movie. Okay. I'm just saying. Was that important? Was that important for you? A little bit. <laughs> I don't think we can hear you right now. You've actually gotten so quiet and quiet <laughs> from the mic, and we've turned you down so much. Uh, you can't stop me. Okay, there we go. All right, where are we at? I don't know, man. What do you want to talk? Here's, here's Let's start from the very beginning. Okay, so an egg cracks open. Yes. And, and we're zooming out, and we get a very dramatic title card. Do you really want to? Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of like, like when they, were, they, uh, they showed that foot come down in the mm-hmm. snow, and it just turns out to be a bird. I yeah. thought that was funny. This this movie was funny. Well, fuck you too. Okay. What, <laughs> what other funny parts did you like? Um, a damn. Okay, you know how um, Nick from New Girl, his desk was like had all the dinosaurs? I was kind of expecting a Firefly, Firefly. Re- reference. Yep. Reference. I, reference. I, I got reference. that too. I was just waiting was for like, it to go. Do it. You won't do it. Yep. You won't fucking do it, Nick Miller. No, he won't. He won't. Do he it. doesn't. Because he has a weird mustache. Yeah. Great mustache. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty mustachey. <laughs> it's a great mustache. Are you kidding me? 
so, yeah. I, but what troubles me in a film like this is that, uh, I mean, aren't we really just showing up to see uh, the Dinosaurs kill things? Yeah. 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 I mean, isn't that like a little troubling? No. No. And then a little... No. We want the it's death and exactly destruction. exactly what I wanted. We want and, the... And the movie tries to make commentary on that. Well, the movie never actually shows gore. It's I I I, I was uh, having a fun time where every scene where a dinosaur is going to bite someone, mm-hmm. it's like how are we going to hide this being you know happening? And it's like either the camera cuts away or something falls in front of it. And how many times did they have Chris Pratt hiding behind a car while that thing sniffed him out? I don't like the first time I'm... he had to put oil on him, but all the other times. Well, the second time it couldn't fit. In the space, so it's then it jumped still, into but the they roof. They use that same shot like four times. You know, sometimes you gotta hide behind a car. <laughs> I I just feel like I I really enjoyed this movie, but mm. I just feel like it didn't capture the same suspense that the first one did. Mm. Like the two big suspenseful scenes for me in the first one are the very first T Rex scene in the rain, and then the kitchen scene with the Velociraptor oh, and the kids. God, yeah. Those are incredible. And I just feel like. They weren't able to capture that same tension. They didn't take their time to do it. I felt like they were rushing through the very, like, you know, the tension-heavy scenes. Mm. But in the original, they'd fucking slow it down, take their time, have that dinosaur yeah. coming in all nice and slow. Uh-huh. It's because it's because the first movie kind of leaned more on the horror aspect of it all, mm-hmm. whereas this staunchly sits in action. Yeah. Like, there are very few, if any, horror scenes. I think the, the, the closest we could come to with a scene like that is um, uh, where the, the, the boys are in the ball. Right. Yeah. And, and that uh, felt just the, like the, the first Indominus one, is Which I enjoyed. into the ball. Like, like, that, it feels different enough, like, having watched Jurassic Park directly, like, hours after watching Jurassic World, like, it it felt different enough. Yeah. And there was, like, some smart ideas. Like, in in the first movie, it was more about, like, being in the tree and like uh being inside while the t-rex's head was like pushing on the glass mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then and you're in there with them right. as it's happening yeah. oh, too. that's a really good scene i love that they built that actual t-rex head to make yeah. it look real that's fantastic um and then and then it, it became kind of like about the action escape aspect yeah. whereas this this scene was more about like no these kids are gonna fucking die and right. if it wasn't for the water which allowed them to hide from thermal view, which mm. was a callback to Predator, by the way. Just want to say if Predator did it first. Well, um, uh, And I was like, when they got out of the water, I was like, get the mud on you, I'll hide your thermal. <laughs> Come on, do it. <laughs> do it. Right do it now. <laughs> right here. So what you're saying is that Arnold Schwarzenegger needed to be in this film. I mean, why not? Chris Pat's like, hold on, let me call my dad. Yeah. And Arnold shows up. I'm what sorry. No, he just he's I on know, the phone. He's like, the, no. Dad, what do you do when there's a, a monster that can see you? You thermally? get to the chopper. You, you get in the mud. Uh, Thanks, Dad. No, no. At the very end of the movie, he calls. It, the, his phone rings, and he's like, Yeah, no, Dad, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And then it just switches to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, Yeah, okay. All right, good son. <laughs> uh, no, it's just that was my um, my biggest gripe with Jurassic World. I feel like it just didn't have the same suspense and horror from the first one. And I and I would uh, while I completely agree with you, I would say that it never tried to. I f- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it did try to recreate a lot of the shots from the first one, which is kind of felt like it was trying mm-hmm. to. But then it it would just it was it was moving real fast. See, for for someone like I agree with you there, yeah. but as people who know Jurassic Park as well as we do, which yeah. I feel like we know it pretty well. Mm. Like, to most people, that would just be like, oh, you know, it'd be a moment that would be like, 
oh, okay, I see what they did here, and then it would move on. Yeah. And for us, it becomes a sticking point. Well, I really love the scene where the the boy has found the old fucking awesome the old Jurassic Park. I love it. Who's the banner? The banner. We were watching. Remember? We we were watching Jurassic Park, and they they're like inside eating ice cream. Yeah. Uh, Hammond and uh, what's her name? And the Jello. And and there's the Jello. Like there's that whole scene, but at one point there's like the. The, the Velociraptor outline. on the wall, yeah. and the kids in Jurassic World are like, "Oh, Velociraptor!" And then when that scene comes up, I, I, I nudge Christina. I go, "That's the Velociraptor." On the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh." Oh, and the um, the Jeep that they fix is the I'm same. I'm sorry. The Jeeps that they use. The no, it is the same number. The number twenty-nine. Oh, I didn't I know that's that. the same one that they ride. I knew the... twenty-nine was going to be something yeah. that came back. That's but, the uh, same uh, exact. That's one. cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. but there is no fucking way those kids got that Jeep running. I am sorry. Uh, I am sorry. Uh, all right, first off, you have all, years. any fuel that they find there is going to be useless. <laughs> any oil they find there is going to be useless. Everything's going to be clogged up in there. The batteries are all going to be dead. I'm pretty sure. Sh- and come on. There's no way they get that thing running with whatever's there. I'm I, sorry. I still like that scene, though. I'm sorry. Uh, Even if it's completely unbelievable, I really see, like that I scene. Feel, I feel like they could get it started, but I don't, it's not going to freaking go cross-country. I think... They I, just needed to get to a gate. They just needed I, to get to a gate. I just don't buy it, man. I'll buy fucking dinosaurs in running fact, around, but I won't buy that. In fact, it, it, it set up the thing that that thing was only like five miles away from one of the gates. Like... It wasn't that far away. They just needed to get five miles. Like it didn't. It could run on shitty gas what? and have cars can run on oil that just destroys the engine. With no, if they had bad oil. So what was up with those security guys? They they see a car coming with two oh, kids. And they're like, oh, they that's weird. To... Let's yeah, just stand here and do nothing. That's, that's oh, a, that's okay, a new now thing. We die. That's a new thing. Like they aren't even like, oh, we should call someone. Or oh, maybe we should open the door. Like. Didn't they open the door in that scene? They took way too long if they did. Like, I would, like, see a car coming, like, you and know. And then immediately radio and be like, someone's coming out hey, of the someone's forest. someone's coming out of the forest. Should restri- we open the door? The, the restricted yeah, open area. The door. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Done. Well, people who hate their jobs. Like, imagine that job, standing on that wall all day, every day, and nothing ever wh- comes from that forest. But why were they there, then? To make sure the dinosaurs don't try and jump over the fence. You really, you really think there's people I'm that telling many you, people positioned around the park? You know, know why park? those guards were there? A park that... All right, hold on. No. Disneyland is tiny compared to this park, uh-huh. and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people working in that park every day that you never see. I just feel like if there was more of those wall guys, uh-huh. there would be less of those flying things that made it to the main entrance. Not area. even close. How could they take them all down? You know why those guards were there? For that dumb joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to. That's my point that I'm trying to make. That it it they they served a joke. And I didn't even think that was, that was a funny joke. Oh, shit happens. But <laughs> I did enjoy them driving up to the gate. Like, I thought that part was a great visual. This mm-hmm. old Jeep coming up to, you know, the new yeah. park. You know when the, the kid wrapped the banner on the bone and, like, lit it on fire? Oh. I was like, you were destroying history, boy. You better not. <laughs> you better fucking not. Don't you dare. Uh, yeah, so. Let's talk about Margarita Man for a second. I mean, that was actually Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> do you are you do you doubt me that was for real jimmy buffett that and, guy is and my that restaurant was uh jimmy buffett's margaritaville <laughs> that guy is my hero oh there's a bunch of giant like pterodactyls attacking get, get my margaritas and jump through a window <laughs> that was great there was yeah there was some pretty crazy parts um okay let's talk about bryce dallas howard she is the stereotypical all business woman Mm-hmm. Doesn't like kids or family. Uh, has trouble with relationships. Is this boring? Is or is this just you know 
It's it's just how it's going to be. I think it was too easy. Yeah. And I think, and stop me if this for, totally freaks you out, but I believe that Bryce and uh, Chris Pratt's role, hmm. keep the roles, switch the actors. That's Make her the Velociraptor handler. Make her outdoorsy. Make him a dude who's so disconnected from nature and only sees the bottom line, mm. which in itself is a, is a horrible stereotype. Mm. But Chris Pratt, you make him still likable, yeah. but just someone who's out of step. Make him the uncle of these kids. It's just so different from every character he's played, though. Right. But that's the point, is he is so likable and so charming that he could still make you root for him and then as he changes throughout the movie and eventually becomes the guy who lets the T-Rex out to help everybody, mm. you how fuck, badass, you're, you're how fucking with that? him. You're like, <laughs> you yes, fucking go, man. You fucking, you've <clears throat> rediscovered your fucking humanity. Yeah, honestly, I cared more about the British girl than I cared about her. Oh, and that's... that. And she's, a, she's on her phone the whole she movie. She got fucked up. That, you know what I felt really bad for her was that I feel like in the original Jurassic Park, there was a person like, there was a role like hers, mm-hmm. but it actually had character. Right. And in this mm-hmm. film, it's kind of like, ah, we don't need character. But uh, a lot of people were mad about her death in the film. Because she didn't deserve to die for the fact that she's just bad at her job. But I think, um, I, I think it was poorly chosen, but I think her death uh, served a purpose in that it was to remind us, mm-hmm. this is the second time we are seeing that giant fish monster jump out of the water yep and we need to be reminded of that because story story for the ending yeah story wise it's i feel like it could have been any other character but her and it still would have worked it should have been a different character because she but see but the whole argument add danger to the children right and the whole the whole argument like she didn't deserve it just because she's bad at her job Mm. lots of people die in this movie that we know nothing they're dinosaurs they don't care if you're good or bad at your job but but just saying script wise to write her death and the only negative thing about her character she doesn't give a shit about Mm. these kids and she just feels like she shouldn't be a babysitter like there's a lot of people in this movie who die Mm. that we know nothing about why does her death mean more than theirs. Well, no, I think, uh, and and also just, uh, I mean, we're gonna keep linking it back to Jurassic Park because that's that's a touchstone. But at this, at, at, in the same way, Jurassic World, the character deaths are, in a sense, meaningless. Yeah. There aren't as many major characters who die. Yeah, it cared a lot more about the people, like villains in die, the first movie. But yeah, in the first movie, uh, uh, I mean, the villains die and maybe some here. Like it's not, you know, it's a mixed bag. Agreed. How it goes. Uh, and sometimes I thought it was a little overdramatic when it was leading into a, a you know, the Indominus Rex is going to kill everyone scene where uh, they're sending the, the squad in to take him down and, and uh, they're just going to stun him because it's like, oh, he's worth so much money. We can't kill him. And Chris you Pratt, know it's going to end Chris bad. Pratt just says, he just says straight out, everyone's going to die. And I was like, well, okay. I guess this will be a fun scene, question mark. How yeah. cool was it when it fucking decamouflaged though? Because even I didn't see that thing until it moved. Well, at first when, in the, in the first... Uh, uh, when it escapes and they're like oh it's not showing up on the thermal imaging the first thing in my mind was oh it can camouflage thermally i didn't think oh it escaped already mm-hmm. I, I and i think that the fact that no one else in the park thought oh it can camu- camouflage thermally was stupid well also he said <laughs> was, yeah also when she said is it white is it supposed to be white i was like oh it can change color yeah that made yeah that instantly i, yeah. I understood yeah when when they said that in the first thing mm-hmm. oh and i felt bad for the park owner guy yeah, I felt really bad. His for him. death was just so throwaway. And it, it, I it feel really like they sucked. could have found a way to make him survive that crash. Yeah, it, but then they put in the huge explosion to know so that you knew he's super dead. Oh no, he's super dead. 
And so that dinosaur can walk away from a cool explosion <laughs> with some sunglasses on. Well, I like that he like he was doing so well at killing everything, but uh, in the the gyro uh, ball scene when he was having trouble with the what stegosaurus, whatever the thing is with the rock tail, mm-hmm. I like that he was having trouble with that because he has a, a protected top. Yeah. So you're kind of you're seeing parts of the weaknesses of the Indominus Rex. Well, uh, no, you're seeing it think. Well, yeah, it it's has never, to figure out. It's, it's never, problem solving. Yeah, it's never faced anything like that before, and mm. it's like, oh, it went for its top. Oh, this top is too hard. Let me f- flip it and he, get the no. Under. He cut its leg. Oh, to yeah. gimp it, mm-hmm. and then he flipped it. Mm-hmm. Or her. And then same thing with the um the all the flying uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. It, it he was, used them as a distraction. Well, not just that, but he he was trying to get some, and then he was like, you know what, I can't. Yeah, like I'm just gonna give it. these things. They fly. I can't he get them. Wanted she or he? Is it a girl? It was a girl, right? Pretty sure. It's like she. Was she girl. wanted them to All like the raptors were girls to fly out and cause a big scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, you know there's a lot going on there. You can see it's problem solving. <laughs> um, cool. What do you think of? So sometimes in movies I have problems with uh, when a name for something uh, is is like a tell. For the mm. fact of what it like, what it is or what it can't. I didn't yeah. know what Indominus meant until after the film. When I found out what it meant, I thought, "Why would you ever name something this?" What's it mean? Uh, like untamed, untamable, uh. untamable. Yeah, and it's like, why would That's you ever name something name. like that? That's like, and and by because it's naming scary. it scary. It, but then by naming it that, if the audience, if someone in the audience knew what that meant, they'd go, "Oh, okay, I understand. This creature is untamable," and it's it's kind of dumb. Yep. It's like whenever whenever they want to sound cool in like a you know in a sp- space movie, it's like oh yeah, this is the Icarus Project. And it's like mm-hmm. you guys know how that ended, right? Yeah, like Icarus died. That's a terrible just... ending. Well, see, <laughs> I think it, I think it says more. Like, unfortunately, you just feel the scriptwriter, well, yeah. and the scriptwriter's oh, yeah. going, "Look how dumb these people are. They named this animal this thing that's obviously yeah. going to tell the audience what's really happening here." And you're just like, "We get it." These people aren't stupid enough to name it that, or someone in marketing named it that. Yeah, and and uh, it just everything uh, was so preventable. I mm-hmm. feel like in that sense that when they finally call Chris Pratt in to check out this dinosaur, it's like, oh yeah, it's way too late. He immediately goes, yeah, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Why'd you guys do all this? Yeah, he just he just names off all the things that are wrong with what they're doing. And 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 there's like a key failure in the movie where. Instead of sending people inside when they when the thermal doesn't pick it up, mm. why didn't someone just call Jake Johnson and oh go and go, "Hey, can you pull up the tracker? It took we want to see we want to see where this dino is because it looked like it escaped." And he'd go, "No, it's still in there." It and took be him, like it took them ten minutes to think to do that. Yeah, and in that ten minutes, three people got inside right. the enclosure and and died. Yeah, uh, well, and, two people died. Oh well, we don't remember Chris Pratt's. Uh, you know, well, he's unkillable. Yeah, uh, and and he'd go. It's still inside, and they go, oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool, let's wait. Yeah, we'll just not open the gate then, because uh, that'd be really stupid. Yeah, I guess you know what would be really error. dumb? You know what be really dumb, guys? If we went in there looking for the dinosaur <laughs> for no fucking reason. Man, we'd all be dead right now, and maybe yeah. it could also get out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good thing we didn't do that. That would be a credits. pain in the Credits. <laughs> credits a movie. Or no, it's just the kids going on all the rides going, this this ride's awesome, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the older, the older kid's going, man, those girls are hot. And then the parents Which, get the divorce. Yeah, and, and the parents get the divorce. The, and the aunt never learns how to they, love. And They never see the aunt the rest of the I think everyone's actually better for the dinosaur leaving. <laughs> Except the people that were eaten ah, fuck those by guys. the dinosaur. I think uh, everyone else left alive is better for the experience. Yeah, whatever. So the point is, <laughs> what I think was also missing from this film was another scene at the end where all the lawyers come out 
and everyone gets sued. <laughs> I think that's everyone's in jail. They've, they've got insurance. Um, <laughs> can we just talk about um, a fucking Velociraptor giving Chris Pratt a head nod? I'm fucking down. <laughs> he's like, if a I Velociraptor is going to give anyone a head nod, it's going to be Chris Pratt. He's just like, I got you, bro. Or yeah. how about when they're riding next to each other? I saw this gif where someone edited. They just fist bump each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, little headbutt what, as it goes by. What I'd like to, uh, I, I put it in my notes. I, I'm calling this uh, Chris Pratt's audition to be in the indie uh, Indiana Jones reboot. Yeah, he sold, he sold uh, it. When they get to the scene where uh, Bryce Dallas Howard comes to his little bungalow in the middle <laughs> of the jungle and he's working on a motorcycle, I went, "Oh yeah, I'd watch his indie film." Right yeah, now. yeah. That's, oh, all when about you that. put when you put indie film, I was like, "What indie film?" Like he's doing an indie film. <laughs> oh, wrong <laughs> indie. Yeah. Yeah, that was that scene was was pretty great. I love that he lives in this weird little bungalow. He's fixing on up his motorcycle. Water. Like it's that's, he's so that's connected so to weird. nature. Like it just shows the juxtaposition between the two characters. Yeah. She's very like professional and lives probably in one of the towers in the park. Oh yeah, and he's on the water in this little bungalow that you can tell he's ranshacked together. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it shows the difference. And that, I just want to reiterate the point. Like if you make her that character and him that character, like that provides a really cool juxtaposition. And I wish they had, I know Chris Pratt is the Indiana Jones dude, but I think it would have been a braver choice to have the, the actors switch roles. Yeah. Well, why not both be, women? but then it would have been like, right. Like, we're, we're getting right. Why does yeah. one of them need, if you're going to start yeah. you know, switching stuff around, but I'm just saying you still just have Chris Pratt in this movie, but oh, yeah. you, you, you put his charming facade over an unlikable like character. Max a bit with the strong female lead. So, so? What's wrong with that? I know. I'm just saying. Maybe so? I want to so? <laughs> yeah. fight. I'll get a mop. Yeah. <laughs> we left it down there for a reason. I, um, <laughs> uh, can we all talk about this scene? We all knew it was coming, but we were still really fucking stoked for when she fucking grabs the flare. Oh, oh yeah. She runs over. And she fucking opens up the T Rex cage, and you're like, "It's fucking open go. paddock ten. It was nine. really? Oh, it was nine. Yeah. Why don't you what? do something for once? <laughs> what? Um, I don't know. I don't think I saw that coming. Is I that just totally me? saw that coming. I knew. I knew they were gonna do that just because it's such a callback to Jurassic Park. And I mean, who else is gonna fight the fucking? I mean, I'm gonna say it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good for turn for her character because she finally like. Well, in that fight becomes. That you know, fight was well, I don't really know. Cool. Oh, I don't know. Like, you don't want to watch like just Chris Pratt shoot it in the face. You want to watch a fucking T Rex, yeah. fight the Indominus Rex. Yep, that's what with you want to watch. With a Velociraptor, that's what, what you came to see. What I thought, um, and I thought this was very unlikely, but I thought this is what what was going to happen. So there were so many secrets about the Indominus Rex. Yeah, but one thing that they mentioned early on was that it ate its 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 mate. Yep. It had a sibling and it ate it. My head theory, as the movie was going, was that the mate was not eaten. It was not a mate, it was was a sibling. Well, whatever it was. The sibling was not eaten, but secretly raised in a different part of the park. Oh, when she was going to go let him out? Not not that she was letting him out. Which is a harken back to the most recent Godzilla movie. Sure, but... but that, you know, perhaps it was going to get out or it was going to find it or something. And they were going to have babies? They were going to fight. No, I thought they were going to fight. Oh, I thought the Indominus was going to fight. Because they were the two biggest dinosaurs on the island. Yeah. All right. I thought the siblings somehow didn't get eaten, that it was a secret that it was being raised no, in a separate if, location. No, if there's a secret that it was getting raised, I don't even think they'd tell anybody about it. Yeah, it wouldn't, well, no, but it wouldn't the, come up. I mean, clearly the, um, uh, whatever the... It would make sense Vincent if... Vincent D'Onofrio's character... It would make sense if Kingpin yeah. 
was telling everyone it got eaten and he moved it, but no one else knew about it. Well, that's that's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought. When they revealed that he was the guy who was running shit, I was like, oh, yeah, then the, clearly they could have a secret, you know, thing where yeah, they're holding Yeah, he was Engine's security force advisor. Mm-hmm. But that fucking fight was amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. T-Rex versus Indominus Rex versus With Raptor. With a, a Velociraptor backup. Yeah. That was awesome when he came in, jumped up there. It's like, no balls. Do it, Blue. No fear. No fear. Get him, Blue. Yeah, I thought he was dead. And then he, you know, he's there. He is. She. There she is. Blue is a she. They're actually all she's. Yeah, yeah. Because as we remember, they're all female. But you know, and they're all clever girls. Yep. You know, life finds a way. Well, no, okay. they they obviously corrected that. Uh, they probably gonna, stopped using that frog. I have a funny. Uh, I, I, so hold on. Scene. Did everyone in your what? theater freak the fuck out when they started talking? Who? Oh, the the Rex and the <laughs> Velociraptors. I don't know because I, don't I was know. no. I, everyone in my theater was. I like, was freaking out a little bit. Oh, I didn't notice shit. I didn't know. Like, I felt a murmur go through the crowd of, like, oh, shit. Like, the, the exact same reaction we have from Chris Pratt of, like, oh, fuck. I know what that... I know why they don't want to tell us what else... Because that, for me, becomes a huge problem because if she has the clearance to know and Kingpin has the clearance to know, mm. why don't they know that using Velociraptors is a bad idea? I feel like she doesn't know, but... She she knows to tell other people that they can't know. Yeah, like like I she wasn't part of like oh what what are we gonna put in this dinosaur? Oh She's yeah, not, she wasn't it there felt, for that. It felt like it was between Kingpin and and I don't uh, think Kingpin and Wong. She might have a file somewhere that Kingpin, says what it is, but she doesn't. She doesn't brush up on yeah. it. Yeah, she just knows the. I she's the overseer. She knows this is gonna make this much money, yeah. and it's. Gonna I think go Kingpin this far. knew. But he wasn't smart oh, he enough knew. to put. No, 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 no. Yeah. He wasn't smart enough to put together like, oh, this would happen if yeah. this. Yeah, because he he's oh. so gung ho about bringing. Because he thinks raptors in. are like wolves. Yeah, he's so fucking dumb. He's like, an and that's all I can say about he him. Gets everything so, he deserves. So dumb. Yeah. When it when the raptors looking at me, he says, "We're on the same side." I'm like, "You're so dumb. You're an idiot. Do you understand what you're saying? You it's obviously like, don't understand these creatures at oh, all. God, like." And you know what? When he told like that weirdly for him empowering story where the dog attacked his wife because the wife was going to cut him up, mm-hmm. like I just hated him more. Right. I was just like, you're proud of your dog for biting a chunk of arm yep. off of your wife just because yep. she she you know she took a knife to you, but maybe you raised a fist to her. Maybe you're not telling the whole story, Kingpin. Right, right. And I I fucking talking about King, Kingpin. Like I just love. Vincent D'Onofrio, like, I've always really enjoyed him as an actor, uh-huh. but after watching all of Daredevil yeah. and then watching this, you're just like, these, this is the same person, but they are nothing alike. The mannerisms are different. Yeah. The speech style's different. His look, his feel, well, it's he incredible. Look like he's about to cry every two seconds. <laughs> hey, man, he was he great. He was great in Kingpin. Uh, he was great in Daredevil. Chris Pratt, um, give me a Raptors. So, uh, do we want to talk about, like, who's the real villain of this film? Well, you because have a, you have an article. We all know it's man. <laughs> um, I feel like it's not Vincent D'Onofrio. I feel like Vincent D'Onofrio is just the idiot. Uh, it's B.D. The same Wong. Way. It's B.D. Wong. And I mean, he genetically engineered them, the dinosaurs from the first movie. He didn't know what they were going to use it Hold for. Hold on. Did you see his room of horrors? Homeboy was doing all types of experiments, and he was willing to cross any line for money. It's very clear that he was doing it all for money. And this is a character who was there in the first movie, who saw the devastation, saw what could happen if things went wrong. And still did it. And decided to come back and do it more. Did, did anyone ever find out, like, I don't know if this ever gets referenced in a, a sequel, uh, you know, uh, whatever his name, Wayne Knight in the first film, uh, 
You know, he was trying to steal some of the DNA. I didn't actually know his name. Did 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 we ever know what was going on with like who was going to buy it from him? It was was a competing company that was also trying to make dinosaurs. I thought maybe it was like a double inside job where where BD Wong was like, yeah. Oh, that's pretty great if if he was using. Wow, that blows my mind. Uh If that's how he's trying to get stuff out is by using someone else to steal them. Yeah. So he can look super innocent and even maybe help them a little. Yeah. Without. I think he wouldn't need that because if he's smart enough to just go to any company and do it himself. Maybe. Uh, but there are company. There are people who work at companies right now in real life that can't do that. They sli- sign all these non-disclosure agreements, and everything that you create is a part of the company. But if, if something try... gets stolen that you made, well, you can't. You can't help that. Yeah, exactly. I don't. know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. But, I'm trying to deepen this BD Wong character because, uh, you know, he's pretty shallow at this point. Well, no, I feel a lot of characters in this film were shallow. You got to. I that. feel like he's got really great character building. That whole speech that he gives to the CEO. The guy, because uh, the guy makes it very clear that when John Hammond died, he kind of was given the company. Oh, was yeah. Was given the island to take care of. And he's like well, the he seventh. Paid for it. He, no, he's the seventh. No, he said, he, John Hammond gave it to me. Oh, okay. Uh, he's like the seventh richest person in the, in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he has this fantastic talk with the, the scientist. And the scientist is like, what are you talking about? Like, this was always, the, why are you, like, it took this for you to realize, like, this was the goal. We were creating these creatures. If if they were true to like what they actually were, they wouldn't look anything like they do now. Mm. They wouldn't. They they would look totally different. But we created them to be scary. We well, created yeah, them to be monsters. That's the point where he says, you know, you've made a monster, and he says, "What did you ask me for? Something scary, something thrilling." Yeah, you asked for a monster. More teeth. Yeah, know? and so. Yeah, you, you know. really I like how they moment. finally address the fact that these look nothing like what real dinosaurs right. would look like. Well, it, just because we don't even actually know. Yeah, there's still sense. so much debate about it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it makes a lot of sense because they're talking about like bullfrogs and stuff like that. And if you look at bullfrog, it's very that texture that a lot of the dinosaurs have. So it's good. It it it, it does a combination of well, also I think giving his character while also explaining some of the A science. lot of things have been discovered in the last 20 years as well about dinosaurs and I think it's just kind of like an update. Yep. Because they're, they're discovering new stuff Making every day. commentary without apologizing about anything, yeah. which is good. Uh, uh, yeah, they're not apologizing for the fact that dinosaurs look weird. They're explaining yep. why they look weird. Yep, why they're not what you might think they'd look like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd say definitely go see this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, what I would caution is that this, this is a fun movie. Right. This is, a, this is an adventure. This is like a, like a good time. I don't think... I think what they do discuss is interesting, mm-hmm. but I think it still is uh, hitting some of, a lot of the same beats as you were mentioning as the first film. Right, right. And we're still going around this circle, but now we've come to the point where it's a fully developed thing rather uh-huh. than just like, oh, here's a tryout. And, and as as the film was kind of a commentary of the time then, this is more of a commentary of the time now yeah. in cinema and science and just the way the world works and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw a really good thing online where someone did a thing where they likened like uh, Alien to Aliens. Oh, this yeah. is Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. That's how different the movies are. You know, one well, is horror, the other one is action. Uh, the, the team goes in and we can see right. the heartbeats on the screen. Yeah. That's from Aliens. And, and it's a total like... Jurassic Park was more on the horror side. Alien was more on the horror side. And then we have this movie that's more on the action side. And mm-hmm. it's a good comparison. And it does show how different the movies are. But like I brought up earlier, definitely see Jurassic Park before you go see this movie. Because it will enrich your experience. When it has Jeff Goldblum. That's, you yeah, can't, yes. You can't lose. That's like the only reason to see Mordecai. Oh, well, goodness gracious. Only reason to see Mordecai. Except for Paul Bettany. 
Paul Bettany oh, yeah. is the shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, he was the vision, too. So well, he's the vision so and the shit. Give it. Give it. Give it credit where credit's due. <laughs> that's our review, everyone. That is our review of Jurassic Park World. World yep. Park. So World. let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Wait, we got to recommend. What did we recommend? Did you make, recommend to see it or no? Yeah, I'd say see it. It's oh, a lot of fun. Did you? It's fun. But did you? It's fun. But did you? It's fun. Okay. If something's fun, do I hate it? Is that the new code word? I don't know. Man. Okay. It's fun, but don't ever see it. It's fun, but do not. You don't want to see that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't, we all have our own take on that voice, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> no. Coming out new in theaters this weekend. Inside Out. Dope. (laughs) Manglehorn in limited release. The Overnight in limited release. And Infinitely Polar Bear in limited release. Uh, Before we continue on, I just want to say that this game just said, I'd rearrange the alphabet to put you and I together. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You're you're playing, uh, full disclosure, so uh, Jordan is possibly watching E3 as well as playing a, all right. fallout shelter i multitask to the best and worst of my ability yeah but when the listener all of a sudden hears you say oh this thing just told me this they don't know what's well going here's on. some inside We're baseball in the room with you. for the listener uh-huh. sometimes i turn my computer around and show adorable pictures of cute animals to the rest of the group yeah, yeah. and that's why you might get a pause here or there because everyone's going oh yeah. at the cute animal so i apologize i'm a distraction <laughs> please continue with the show all right, so before we get to guess the ending, uh, let's give out some thanks and promotionalness. Starting with Sophomore Makeout. That's the name of our theme song uh, made by Silent Partner, and they made it available on the YouTube audio library, and you can get it there along with other songs and I would, sounds. I would like to congratulate Silent Partner on the fact that he is a silent partner who makes audio music. Yeah. I do love that That's name. It's a cute irony. Yeah. Uh, if you like our logo, it was done by Justin Kizon of Agents of Guard. You can find uh, his writings and more at agentsofguard.com. It's where you can find a lot of cool stuff. Uh, they write about movies, TV shows, anything that, you know, uh, uh, geeks and nerds would like. Comic books, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and if you like Justin, you should check out his show that we mentioned earlier with Matt Benson called Ben on Spielberg. Oh, my goodness. Every month, they're going to uh, watch uh, a Spielberg film in chronological order uh, and, you know, talk about it. And uh, it's that's a good show. I like it a lot. And remember uh, that they put out two episodes uh, yeah, days apart from each other. Uh-huh. So now's a really good time to step in there and check them out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because if you've seen Jurassic World, you can just listen to that and get an idea of whether or not you'd like to listen to the rest of the show. And it's a type of show you you should go back and listen to all the past ones. It's oh, really yeah. good. Uh, and that's called Benview on Spielberg. And if you like Matt Benson, he and I do a show called Shut Up, Leonard where every week we talk about the TV show turned Yahoo screen show community. Uh, we just finished up uh, season six. Uh, that was on Yahoo screen. That was a good time. That was a fun time for all of us. Uh, but now we're going to dive into season three. So every week we'll be talking about a different episode in season three of the TV show community. That's Shut Up Leonard, shutupleonard.com. Uh, we also do another podcast uh, called Pick Your Path, which Ooh. is a choose-your-own-adventure style podcast where as you listen you can make choices by skipping to different chapters in this enhanced podcast uh if you have an iphone then you're all set for listening to that if you're on an android you're going to need a special app like the vlc app in order to uh listen properly but we also uh, uh in between so every month it's a it's a new uh story a new uh you choose choose your own way story however you want to call it 
but we do uh, about halfway through we'll give a chosen path uh, which which we kind of deem the the best path or the canonical the path. optimal path yeah uh, and you can listen to that without making choices. So if Ooh. you want to just go on a nice little car ride and for 40, 40 minutes or so get a That's nice cool. little story read nice. to you, do that. Very cool. Uh, so we're about halfway through that. The third episode is coming out uh, July 1st. Very cool. And that's a good time. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org or Readwave.com or just his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Jordan? Jordan? I do a little bit of streaming over at GamersAllWeekly.com. Uh... This past weekend, uh, I teamed up with That Nick C and V Rex, which are the two top people at the website. And we played Prison of Elders on Destiny on the PS4, and we cleared both level 32 and 34. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people come in on chat. We were all hanging out and having a good time. <clears throat> got some good gear. I actually got the Ram helmet for my Warlock. I was stoked. Uh,. And, of course, we're going to have people streaming Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Uh, this week might be a little crazy because of E3, but definitely come by. Because <clears throat> over at GamersAltWeekly.com, we're going to have tons of content. Every single thing that's happening at every presentation and all the games that are being shown off will be there. I'm personally going to a Ubisoft event uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, or today. Th- today, right? I mean, I released this on Tuesdays. Yes. So, yeah. so today I'm going to be going to an event, and I'm going to do a nice write-up and take a bunch of pictures for that, because I'll be playing all the games that they showed at the presentation. So definitely come by to GamerAssaultWeekly.com. Adam? I'm off the grid. You have an Instagram. Or a Snapchat? Instagram? Whatever. An Insta Snapchat. Up and Adam? <laughs> With two M's. All right, then. Up and at them. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> Up and at them. If you like any of those podcasts that we talked about, go to benvnetwork.com uh, or find us, you know, find all these things on, on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm at Podcaster Andrew. I'm at True Velk. And uh, you should check out our personal website, nvpodcast.com, but it's all part of the Benview Network. Uh, email us, nvpodcast at gmail.com uh, or tweet at nvpodcast. All right, it is now time for Guess the Ending. Who's up first? Oh, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Uh, this is a fun game. Inside Out. Jordan's looking at seven things. Let's see if he notices the eight. (laughs) Ronaldo del Carmen. Uh, Amy Fowler. (laughs) Say that that second name again? Nope. The Lois Black and Mindy Kaylee. You get it once, and if you miss it, you never get it again. Can I tell you? Look, I'm I'm DB. No. Yeah. MDIB. MDIB. They're... A little Imid- screwy. Imidib. Is what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I, we can completely because agree on that. Because the, the list, I'm getting this list of stars from them. Right. And from everything I know, Bill Hader is not the co- like the second lead in this. Right. It is another woman who is way less famous, but but no less of an actress. Right. And he's got a bigger... And he's, he's got second build on IMDb because, you know, he's a bigger name. Right. Which is nuts. Which not should not be happening. That's not cool. IMDb... Yeah. You need to recognize. But yeah, it's a... Game recognized game. Phyllis something. I don't remember her last name. Phyllis Diller. She was... I believe she was on The Office. Oh. So let's... Well, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. So please continue. I'm sorry. 
That's Doctor, I just wanted to call out. No, no, no. As it should be called out. This is some shady shit, and uh, the people over at Imidib need to get the shit together. Well, I think it's just an algorithm, but they, they should not follow algorithms. Yeah, because their algorithms fuck up. Yeah. Once I find that out almost every other week when their numbers are not pulled correctly from Box Office Mojo, and I've got to go well, search go for numbers yeah. through the internet. And sometimes even Box Office Mojo won't have their stuff up. So people is what I'm saying. Let's just replace all the people with machines mm-hmm. and everything will be better. Yeah, sure. Machines and dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. That'll fix everything. And that's called the best version of our world. <laughs> After young Riley is uprooted from her Midwest life and moved to San Francisco, her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness conflict on how best to navigate a new city, house, and school. So I just picked this because I didn't like any of the other ones. I didn't really have an idea for it, so we're just going to jump in. Okay. <laughs> We're going to see this movie just the way the trailers have shown it, where we get to look inside the mind of young Riley, and we get to see all of her emotions playing out and how they kind of wrestle for control over situations. Her anxiety, you know, uh, kind of gets the best at her. Like, anxiety does not have a name here, but it does affect the other uh Is it like two of, them, two of them combined into anxiety? Right. Yeah. yeah, blue and green become purple or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All the things you said were maybe wrong. I know. Okay. That was on purpose. Okay. Good. And uh, oh, I've taken some art classes. All right, I'm just trying to be funny. You don't have to call it out. I'm sophisticated. <laughs> I've Look, I have friends who are in college, so calm down. I've seen an art. Yeah, I've been One inside. One art, please. Look, I purchased some art. From us, you could say I'm a sort of um, (laughs) (laughs) you just now noticed he's had those on for a while. God, (laughs) a sort of a art connoisseur, you know. I've purchased two or three nameplates from the swap meet. Okay, I have continue with the guest standing multiple, (laughs) multiple Star Wars posters. Sorry, I questioned your color, and they (laughs) they glow in the dark. I've got a rocking. Colorful dragon on my ceiling. It gives me a rock hard. (laughs) What? What? Go on. And uh, we eventually find out through the course of the film, as she's dealing with all this stuff, that they are a group of adventurers who got trapped in her body. Oh, God. After they got shrunk down in a submersible. Oh, God. And they've been inside of her body for so long, they've forgotten that they don't. That they, they, they just believe they belong here. So they're not actually the personification of all these things. They've just lost their minds and have been reduced down to their strongest oh, emotion. Oh, the animated one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. That's so awesome. Uh, uh, so they're inside the body, and they're just like thinking that they're having control over her, but they're mostly just cued into her subnactive nerves and they're able to see stuff and like that and they think they're controlling stuff, but they're really just along for the ride and they eventually realize they, through her interactions in the real world, they start to remember that they are actually a team that was supposed to do some experiment in someone's body, but accidentally got pushed aside, you know, injected into her body. And uh, it's about them trying to figure out a way out uh, before they get Dissolved in stomach acid. Okay, then. Dear God. Dear God. All right. Do you, do you know what I'm doing? Yeah, it's the... Um, 
What do they call it? The I mean, Chuck. I mean, Inner Space was a was a great. The film, Rugrats episode, but, but the Rugrats episode was also a reference to what, what's it called? In the, Magic School Bus. Well, Magic School Get Bus. Get on the Magic School Bus. There's something that they're all originating from. I know. Which is like the Incredible Shrinking Man or some bullshit. All right, it's my turn. Stop talking. Some bullshit. <laughs> You're fucking hilarious. Some hey. bullshit. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Adam. Go ahead. Excuse me. Hey, give us some dope. Are you done? Yeah. Are you done? What? Are you done? Say all the names of the stars in this. Do it. Oh, don't make me. <laughs> Just say the name. This is going to be so bad. Say the name. All right, director Rick Famuyiwa, starring Shaimik Moore. Tony Revolori, Kiersey Clemens, and Kimberly Elise. I think, that, I think that Tony kid was the. Uh, I swear I don't know if Tony Revolori. I don't know if he's the kid from Grand Budapest Hotel, uh-huh. or if he's one of the kids from um, Attack the Block. My Ma- brain can't figure again? it out. Tony Revolori. Magaretti. Read the description while Jordan. Googles. Magaretti. Budapest. Okay, Buda- Budapest. Dominic de Coco. Because I knew I recognized him, I just didn't know. Budapest. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Magaretti. <laughs> that's his, just, that's his, what was, what was uh, Brad Pitt's Italian name? Are you talking about from Ocean's 12? No, from what? fucking Inglorious Bastards. No, Ocean's 12, I'm sorry. Oh, God, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Here's the, the. We've just gone from being encouraging to trolling each other during this. Here's the Pretty thing for dope. Life changes for Malcolm, a geek who's surviving life in a tough neighborhood. After a chance invitation to an underground party leads him and his friends into a Los Angeles adventure. That's so why the they call it Los Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the movie is Dope. <laughs> so we're going to have to is assume it, there's some drugs. Is it so dope? So dope. So dope. But. It's not just regular dope. It's like some super dope, you know? It's like super dope it's, from it's the Far so East or dope. something. And uh, so they get this like super dope. But, you know, obviously you can't just take dope. I mean, there's going to be people who want that dope. Because it's so dope. It's so dope it that people want East, that dope. According to Adam. <laughs> and uh, so they're getting chased by like triads and Yakuza and, you know, it's just a big, wild adventure with samurai swords and ninja stars, all right? And I, then at the end, he has, I, to, I, he has to go into hiding, <laughs> train in the ways of the ninja Ooh. to fight his assailants because they murdered his family for the dope. For the dope. The dopest dope that anyone ever doped. And so he, he faces his attackers head on in a giant, epic ninja battle. And that's how that movie ends. <laughs> Wasn't that special? Wasn't that was so special. special. All right, I'm going to give you Manglehorn. Please. I'm going to give you Manglehorn. Give me the Manglehorn. Directed by David Gordon Whoa. Green uh, of, of our beloved Pineapple Express and my beloved Your Highness. Thanks, everyone. I like that movie. Thank you. The movie's really funny. Is that Starring the one with uh, Danny McBride? Yes. 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 I never saw the whole All I remember is there is a centaur dick on yes. somebody's chest. It's amazing. <laughs> Your your <laughs> Highness. And Natalie Portman Booty. Manglehorn, starring okay. Al Pacino, the the rapper. Holly Hunter, <laughs> Harmony Kareen, and Chris Messina. That's interesting, because uh, him and Mindy Kaling were on that show. The Mindy Project. And now they're here in fighting movies. Their movies are fighting. Left heartbroken by the woman he loved and lost many years ago. Manglehorn, an eccentric small-town locksmith, tries to start his life over again with the help of a new friend. What? 
All right, so you know he's doing his lock, lock, locksmithery, uh, Al Pacino. Lock, lock, locksmithery, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. his new friend mm-hmm. is like a young guy who comes in. He's like, yeah, I need a, I need a key. I'm, you know, my girlfriend's moving in with me. And Al Pacino goes into a long story where he says, like, oh man, you know, I, I remember when my, I was gonna move in with a girl and I had to make a key. But I was a locksmith, so I made it myself. And oh man! And he still has the key. And he tells the whole story about how he, he lived with this woman, who is it's Holly Hunter in the movie. Ooh! And uh, it's just Al Pacino in a wig is the younger him. That's right. you know that's that's cheap. Uh, but th- that's how they do it. And so he's telling the young guy, oh, and this and that and this and this that. This is how we do it. And then at the very end, um, the guy goes, oh yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not moving in with my girlfriend. You just kind of assume that I'm moving in with my boyfriend. Uh, and then and then Al Pacino goes, you gay? Get out! <laughs> And he's, it actually comes, you know, that, yeah, the last act of the film is that we have to come to terms with this man who we've, you know, we've come to know over the course of this film is actually uh, homophobic, uh, homophobic wow. and horrifically so. And he puts up a sign in his window that, you know, no, he uses, a, he uses a slur word in his sign and he ends up getting uh, sued and, uh, you know, it becomes a big Can news you item. just beep out whatever word I said next? It's not actually going to be a terrible word. Can you just beep it out? I mean, that's more work for me. Yeah, I don't. Can mm-hmm. you? No, I, I mean I can, but it's more work. If you're not willing to, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and you ruined it by saying it's I, not gonna be a terrible word. I love that whole exchange. That you should have just done it, and then I would have had to do it to keep the joke in, because that would have been worth it. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the whole thing at the end is, you know, he gets sued, and then he has to figure it out. But through that, he actually does meet the woman again because she's the lawyer uh, that is going up against him. Mm. And he goes like, "Oh, this is why I broke up with you because you sided with them." Wow. Yeah, it's, it gets real dark. This is a dark film. Yeah, I know. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with Al Pacino? I don't know. All right, so He's we can end the guessing now. Ooh. And if any of our endings are correct, go email us, enemypodcast.com. Nope, that's a website, enemypodcast.gmail.com. That's an email. And, uh, you know, in the, what, what do you call it, the headline of this email, just put my name and just put whatever you like about me in the headline. <laughs> and, uh, Andrew will pass it along to me. I'll print it out. What is, this is spam. Yeah. And, like, I'll, <laughs> and I'll put it on my wall. Just send all the spam. <laughs> and I'll look at it fondly and I'll think of you. All right. Or we'll it's not do that because that's creepy. Thing, uh, so that's not that creepy. It's <laughs> pretty creepy. It's pretty creepy. You know, I, I, I think we should try and watch Dope. You think so? I think we should try and review Dope. I'd love to do Inside Out, but, you know, I don't want to make you watch a bunch of kiddie movies. I'd watch Inside Out. But I heard it's really good. Yeah, I heard it's funny. We'll figure it out. All right. We'll figure Let's it out. Let's do we'll Infinity Polar that's a, Bear. That's a drama. Or that's a drama? That's a cliffhanger. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> come back next Yo week. Yo, drama. <laughs> come back next week to figure out what we're going to review and who's going to be here. And, uh, is it what, me? What they're going to say. Or is it somebody else? And what they're going to do. And how this episode's going to end. Do I? 29. What? Bye. No. No. Well, who are you? Me. I'm Adam. I'm Jordan. I'm drunk. And I'm Andrew. Bye. Bye. Meh. 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 Are the ratings higher when I'm on? Can you tell me?
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.